people, what the hell is going on? Welcome to another episode of Echoes from the Goddamn Void. And, um, yeah, I listen, right? So it, it seems that the big thing in the news at the moment is the fact that self partnered is. The new thing to say if you're single. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you're single. Single. What the fuck is wrong with just saying, yeah, I'm single. I'm not seeing anyone. Like, I, like people make this big deal about a new term and a new thing of like, ah, oh, I'm I'm self-partnered or I'm marrying myself and just all this bullshit. Right, because you're like they're the people that are making it weird to say you're single. There's nothing wrong with being single or to saying, Yeah, I'm not seeing anyone, I'm single at the moment. Like, what is there's nothing wrong with that. So it just baffles me that, yeah, people go crazy trying to think of new ways of saying it. I'm I'm just not seeing anyone. That's fine. <laughs> it's just a weird thing. I don't get it. Makes no sense to me. And if you've come up with a new way of saying it, you're not you're like the next big thing. You're not like, oh my god, she's so clever. Emma Watson is a moron. And you know, it's just a play of like, oh look, make some stories about me. Put me in the news Like, oh yeah, it took me a while To be happy with being sick Fuck off, you moron You're an idiot That's all it is Yeah, if people think You know, I'm attacking them Because they use that term Yeah, that's right, you're a fucking moron too Right, you're single That's it, motherfucker If you don't like it Yo Find someone to fuck uh, that's all I'm saying Yuri, Don't try and be like Oh I'm trying to find a new way to say it I'm taking back the word single You're not doing anything You're not doing anything at all You're just being a moron It's as simple as that And if the cap fits Motherfucker Yeah Wear it Because there ain't nothing else you can do Alright Boom that's all I'm saying on the matter. So let's get into this week's episode. Um, yeah, just looking at some bullshit. Just shooting the shit. The usual thing. You know how it goes, motherfucker. Okay, so a story doing the news recently was about a um a Chinese pilot who has I don't know it seems like he's been banned from flying for life because he um let a lady into the cockpit of the plane. I mean he, he didn't get dicked down in the plane. He let a woman in the plane. Um you know where he flies the cockpit people Take your minds out of the gutter. Now, so this is the thing. So he flies for, um, you know, a, Ch- a Chinese airline, um, Air uh, Gulin. I believe that's how it's pronounced. It probably isn't, but there you go. Uh, and, um, you know, it, who's who in a statement said he had violated regulations by Allowing irrelevant personnel into the cockpit. The crazy thing about this is, right, because it's November, right? This happened in January. Happened in January, but supposedly um, they've just found out about it because pictures have been shared on social media, which is kind of crazy. There's, you know, I would have thought, if you're letting someone do this, you ain't taking pictures, do you know what I mean, you're saying, no, 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 no pictures, look, come in, chill, we'll do a thing or two, 
we ain't documenting this because you cannot tell anyone I have let you do this. Otherwise, I'm done. Done, motherfucker. You're, so you would have thought that that's a requisite. You know I mean? But obviously it wasn't. The other crazy thing is, supposedly the young lady that went in the cockpit is um, a, a, a student. So she is uh, studying to become a, um, a, a flight attendant. So, yeah, you, you'd have thought that she would understand... Okay, um, yeah, I probably shouldn't say anything because, yeah, we, we can get in shit for this, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, but no, she didn't, so she fucked him, maybe twice with this incident, but yeah, it was, it's a complete mess. The thing I think that is... More concerning about a woman being let on the cockpit of the plane Is the fact that it seems this really isn't Like there's no way for them to regulate any of this shit But you think in other, in other occupations You know, when there's areas where only certain personnel are allowed in There's usually cameras and, and systems in place so, yeah, you can't let your buddies in. Hey, <laughs> look at all the um, nuclear systems we have. Oh, yeah, look at the controls. <laughs> you know, it's just like, yeah, it wouldn't be allowed. There's things in place. But there doesn't seem to be shit in place to stop, like, pilots letting weird people into the cockpits of their planes. Yes, which I think that is the more worrying thing So, yeah, you can ban a pilot for life or whatever But maybe put shit in place You know, a system in place That means weirdos can't get into the cockpit Only the pilot You know, maybe that Like, you know You've got their fingerprints, the, the eye scans, facial recognition software. And if someone that doesn't match up, you know, like an alarm goes off or like a laser beam will just disintegrate the part. Something. I'm sure we can work something out, right? You know what I mean? Because, yeah, it's weird. It's just odd. It's really odd, if not anything else. That's what I feel. But, um... Yeah, I'm not a pilot, I don't know. So, Facebook is in the news. Um, you know, not for any um, dodgy shit. But because they are rebranding. Well, not Facebook themselves. You know what I mean? Not the social media aspect, but the parent company. Um, so, yeah. They are um, ditching the lowercase blue for um, capital lettering. Uh, so you're going to have Facebook in big capital letters. But it will um, change, the logo will change colors for, you know, depending on where it's appearing. Which is. Oh no, I, it all seems a bit pointless All seems a bit pointless uh, I don't know how much money they spent on the rebrand I can imagine it not being cheap Because, yeah, I've been involved in a few rebrandings And, yeah, like, you usually just get this shitty agency Come up with these bullshit ideas And then charge a crap load of money All right? And no one's ever really like, yo, this is incredible. You know, it's just like, yeah, all right, fine, if that's what you say. But it, you know, it seems that this is a, more of an attempt to uh, 
add transparency to things and avoid um i don't know being like split up because you know there's all this talk of um trying to uh end monopolies of you know big companies uh, supposedly supposedly you know which look now there can be problems with monopoly um you know organizations controlling a certain thing but like let's really look at the situation okay so facebook own instagram um i think they own whatsapp but no actually i think twitter own whatsapp i don't know they own instagram so that's yeah we know that we know they do that um but, but the, the, the you know i think the prob- the thing with it being who really gives a fuck i don't think that's is it's not exactly you ain't hurting anyone it's not detrimental it's a kind of a little bit of a different thing you know i i you, you can understand um you know i i think when you know uh Disney bought Fox and they had to sell some of the elements of the organization. You know, they did I mean, they couldn't just bring every single element of Fox across. And you mean like, okay, yeah, I kind of understand that. You know, like owning all the news stations and blah blah boom. But you're thinking, what's the fairness of um the information coming out? But when it comes to social, like who, who really cares? You know, what I mean? who really cares? Because, yeah, it's social media. Like no one really gets their. Well, I mean, look, I'm gonna say no one really gets their news off Facebook and WhatsApp and Instagram and that kind of shit. I mean, I imagine people do. If you you're a moron, it's like look. You always check your sources. It's not about just taking something for you know what I mean verbatim and being like, oh, if it's on Facebook, it must be true. It's, yeah, like check other sources. You know what I mean? Be like, ah, uh, is this actually true? Is this what you know? That's what you'd think it. So it, it seems a bit weird. Because there's, look, there's other things. If you don't give a fuck about these things, yo, you can go play on something else. Go fuck about on Twitter. You know what I mean? Like, look, there's other platforms and there's other shit. I there's There's more to worry about than, you know, Facebook owning Instagram. And, hey, like, because, I don't know. People are using other shit now as well. Like, fucking... TikTok or Snapchat Like Remember the fucking Snapchat adverts I'm seeing now Which is just Infuriating Like these stupid little adverts Be like oh yeah we're best friends And we use Snapchat to communicate with each other Don't care Who cares This is all shit that like Who really gives a fuck It's like Yeah all this stuff as well, like, you know, Facebook in the news because, the, you know, their ads and, yeah, like, who they let advertise, who cares, who really cares, right, because, frankly, look, you can go on any news site, right, and the way they talk about certain things, it's not necessarily true, but is anyone going, yo, the BBC need to do this or the Guardian needs to do... No. I was trying to fuck that shit up. Because, like, people assume, all right, well, yeah. Yo, you know, if you only look on the BBC, why don't you check other sources? Why don't you look at this? Why don't you look at that? Boom, boom, boom. But it's the same with everything, right? Same with everything. So, yeah, I don't care. Um, I'm probably lose. I've lost my tangent because I don't. Give, I don't even know what I'm talking about this shit. Fuck it. Ugh. God 
damn it. Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on because I'm just boring myself. <sighs> okay, look, right? I'm not trying to offend anyone with what I am about to say, but but listen, right? So there was a there was a shooting in um California, right? Um, and it happened at a house that was rented through Airbnb. Now, the um CEO of Airbnb came out and was like, yo, we're banning party houses, you know, because this is terrible and we don't condone it and blah, 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 which, you know, listen, I understand, no one's going to condone it, you know what I mean, that's the thing that always gets me when people come out and go, this is unacceptable, we don't condone these actions, be like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock, I mean, who would? You know what I mean? Like, who would? Like, that's just a pointless statement. You know, it means nothing. It means nothing. It's not sincere. Because you're saying it because you're trying to avoid, um, a, you know, a PR nightmare. That's it. But, you know, so my man sees come out and he's like, yep. We don't condone this, this is crazy But we're panic banning party houses um, And, you know, let's, let's read what he put out on um, Twitter So he said, starting today, we are banning party houses And we are redoubling our efforts to combat unauthorised parties And get rid of abusive host and guest conduct Including conduct that leads to the terrible events we saw in Orinda. Here is what we are doing. So, yeah, but it's a bit like I don't think I don't think banning party houses is the issue. I think like the main issue is it is a bit like it's the actions of the people. You know what I mean? Because it's a bit like, look, surely, th- this is the thing, right? You you have these houses that you're letting people rent out. And so the main issue is that people are actually using the houses for what they're saying they're using the houses for. Because, you know, e- like... It might not be, because I've heard people rent stuff and then use it for, say, like, a, 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 you know, a sex shoot or, or something like that, which isn't the purpose which you rented it for. So the main thing should be that, look, you're, you're better protecting the people who are putting their properties in your hands. You know what I mean? So... They should just be saying, listen, we're going to create better algorithms so we can then search, you know, the the internet to make sure that a property that is, you know, under our control, as it were, can't be then reused for something else. I mean, that makes more sense, right? Because, listen, if I wanted to organise a party, then, yeah, it's, it's, it's just like, I'm not going to be doing anything reckless or crazy. So, I, I, you know what I mean? You're, you're, you're assuming that everyone doing this thing is an asshole, which isn't the case. Because I'd imagine the amount of... The amount of people that rent for parties, what's the percentage where crazy shit happens? I I imagine it isn't huge. Do you know what I mean? It isn't huge. So, yeah, like all of this is just a knee-jerk reaction to, yes, it it was a bad thing that happened. 
You know, no one wants people to be killed, obviously. But surely there are there are better ways to combat the situation. You know, I think mainly. My man is just trying to protect the company Because he's looking to float it on the stock exchange Essentially, that is the main driver for this Right? Which is kind of transparent Right? It's kind of transparent Because look, what happened in San Francisco You know Um yeah, they so people rented the house, and then they publicized a party on Instagram. You know, for a Halloween party, put it on Instagram. So, yeah, just track your shit better, dumbasses. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it should be a way of having the addresses of all your properties. Right, the addresses, the postcodes, whatever, 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 and then you can scour the internet, make sure that there are no um, like ads for that same property for another use. It's a, it's a, it seems like a simple thing, right? But you know, I'm not a tech uh, genius. I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm not a genius. I'm just not a tech genius, right? So, yeah, I, I, I'm imagining it's probably not as simple You have to put a little money into it But, can't tell me that ain't possible You know what I mean? But, um, yeah I mean, whew, but no more parties on Airbnb, it seems Ah, need to find a, uh, a better way to hold a party now Meh Sucks for people who are just honest and trying to have a little bit of fun You know what I mean? Letting their hair down, kicking back, all of that shit I am definitely probably going to butcher this name But, um, Dutch athlete, Madia Gafour? I think G H A F O O R Gafour? Maybe. I know. I don't even know if I pronounce the first name. Medea. Medea. M A D I E A. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm basically going to say it how I said it. Uh, yeah, I can say it as many times as I want, but uh, I'm, I'm not going to suddenly go, no, oh, that's pronounced. But, you know, I, I, I just try. But, um, yeah, she has been jailed. She's just been sentenced to an eight and a half year jail sentence for um, drug smuggling and trafficking, which is... C -c crazy She's 27 right now So you know what I mean She ain't getting out until she's nearly 36 Oish That ain't a good look right So She um She competed In the 4x4 Dutch relay team At the 2016 Rio Olympics uh, And um So the deal is right she was um, crossing the border um, near Elton in Germany uh, And her car was routinely stopped And they found two millions worth of drugs in the boot of her car so supposedly she had 50 kilograms of ecstasy, ecstasy tablets And 2 kilograms of crystal meth I don't know what that means <laughs> I, I can say the amounts but I can't fathom what that looks like You know what I mean? Like if we put it on a table What are we looking at here? Like 50, like hmm yeah, but uh, if it's two millions worth, I'm assuming that's a shitload of shit. 
which is kind of crazy. And along with that, she had 11,950 euros of cash with her. Uh, her um, so she pled not guilty <laughs> to the charges. Pled not guilty to the charges, which is, yeah, I mean, kind of baffling. Kind of baffling. Her, um, her, her a, um, uh, what, what the word I'm looking for? Uh, her excuse, it's not the word, but that will do. Her excuse to the charges were, um, she thought she was carrying doping materials and didn't know she was transporting ecstasy and crystal meth. So, like, doping materials, steroids and other shit, like, that's still illegal. <laughs> you mean, like, that. Would still be illegal as far as I'm aware. You know, like most drugs people take to um cheat in sports, it, it's not like you know, for the most part, like you know, a few aspirin and ibuprofen. I mean, it's like bad drugs, it's still fucking bad drugs that. If you were caught with, um, you're not just gonna get a slap on the wrist. Now, could it be uh, maybe a slightly less sentence? I don't know. I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But yeah, that's her. Uh, that's her statement, which is an odd one, right? Because, firstly, right. If you if you're doping, you would know what the shit looks like. So I don't believe that you know you're like yo um yo hook me up with my usual shit, man. And they give you all the drugs and stuff, and you're like, okay, cool. I mean, you'd be like, um, this looks different. You know what I mean? This don't look like my normal shit. And yeah, that looks more like ecstasy. I think you would know. You know, I, I don't believe ecstasy tabs look like just doping shit. So that seems weird, you know. And it can't, it can't really be the excuse of, oh, yeah, I was just transporting it for someone else. Because what the fuck? Like, either way, it's illegal. It's illegal. I mean, like, what the fucking idiot did was illegal, you know? She's an athlete. <laughs> she's a fucking athlete. Like, she's ranked 31st in the world for women's 400 metres. So, although, you know, she ain't the best, but she's kind of decent. You know I mean, like, when you break it down, because there's not, like... You know, 30 minutes in the times This is like small percentages within the times So yeah, I'd say she's a, she's a fairly decent athlete So she should know that doping, that's fucked up That's bad That's bad You don't get in with that So, yeah, it, it's just like Either way, she's fucked now I don't know if, like, the IAAF, you know, would issue a lifetime ban. Because it ain't good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this ain't good. But, yeah, that's just some crazy-ass shit. But it does sound mad dodgy because, um, yeah. So, like, you know what I mean? She, when asked about... Who gave her the drugs She's just like Oh yeah I, I'm, I can't tell you Because I'm scared for my friends and family So the whole thing Sounds murky as a motherfucker You know what I mean But yeah Whew. Sucks to be her You know what I mean That's all I say But 
ain't gonna feel bad because <laughs> she brought the shit on herself. Moron. I don't know how to say moron in Dutch, but uh, moron? Maybe? <laughs> Yo, I gotta say, this has been a good year for comedy. It really has. Man, like I've seen Tony Hinchcliffe, Burt Kreischler, Mark Maron, just to name a few. Skankfest. It was just killer, man. Just a great year. Ended October having the opportunity to catch Tom Segura at the even time Apollo with his Take It Down tour, which was, um, yeah, so much fucking fun. Yo, it was great. Um, only problem was, yeah, I, my throat just got, yeah, fuck my throat again, which was fucking irritating. Like, I thought I was getting my voice back, thought everything was gravy, went to Segura, and, um, yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, it, it didn't last. By the end of the night, I was just, like, croaking like a motherfucker. So, um, yeah, you know, it, it started off with uh, Josh Potter. He, um, yeah, he did the warm-up. And, um, yo, but, you know, it, Potter's funny. I have to say, Potter's funny. Like, you know, if you listen to your mum's house, like, you hear Potter on that. And, yeah, he's always funny on that. But it's just, like... Does that translate? You know what I mean? Does will, will that last over a uh, you know what I mean a half hour whatever set? And I'm um, gonna say it did. <laughs> we learned a few things that um maybe we didn't want to know. Like uh, yo, ain't a good thing to try and eat Potter's ass out. Found that out. It's like thanks, Josh. Great <laughs> uh, And I have to say It was the first Because So Potter did his set Then he's just like Alright Break And then Segura And we're like Yo Boom Cool cool After the break Potter comes back on You're thinking he's gonna introduce Segura And it's just like Oh yeah I forgot some jokes <laughs> Thinking That was a joke No he, he did another, I don't know, like 10 minutes maybe, another 10 minutes, maybe a little longer, which is, I have to say, that's a first, I have never seen that before, but hey, ain't mad at it, <laughs> because he held it down still, still funny as a motherfucker, you know what I mean, so that was cool, and um, yeah, then Segura comes and killed it, Segura Killed it So damn funny man Like if you have a chance To get tickets for this tour People I highly recommend you do that Because uh, yeah It's just some of the shit he says Is just Oh And I love the way he um, Yeah unapologetic Just <laughs> Yeah it's just like Yo I upset Louisiana but fuck it And just went hard in the pain Again <laughs> Which is just like Ah oh, god damn it But yeah keep it going man it's funny But I do love Louisiana You know what I mean I have Some of my favourite people in the world live there But um, yeah it, it was just like The jokes just And the other funny thing Because it's just like yo If you listen to the podcast There's shit that you you know what I mean? There's stuff that you will know um, And the little in-jokes and shit like that Just the little things that you pick up on and stuff And it it was so Like, you know what I mean? Going to see other people Who have big, huge podcasts But I think it, it was funny the way everyone Like, so much of the audience was up on the shit and and it's just funny hearing, like Segura have to break down the suwu, uh the <laughs> situation, which was just ah oh, so fucking funny, man. And it's just yeah, I went with one of my peoples, and he's just like, yo, what? 
what the fuck is Zulu? Like, what's going on? What is this about? What's happening? And it's just like, ah, oh, so it was such a fun fucking night. But yeah, throat was fucked afterwards, which was just like, ah, and was so busy, so goddamn busy, man. It was crazy, crazy. And it was interesting, like, the makeup of the audience as well. Which is a bit like, oh, okay. Huh. Interesting. But, um, yeah, a lot of fun. A, a lot of fun. Um, yeah, as I said, look, if you get the opportunity, go check Segura. Because he's a funny motherfucker. And, um, yeah, possibly the water champ. Who knows, right? <laughs> Oh my god, people, what a fun freaking night of fights, UFC 244, live from Madison Square Gardens, New York, this was going to be insane, it was, um, yeah, the UFC's 500th event, I mean, 500th event, man, 12 fights, like, the card is just sick, sick card, you had Anik Rogan and Cruz announcing, <laughs> and on top of that, yo, the winner of, um, George Jorge Mascaval against Nate Diaz, Gets the BMF title. This is all set up to be so good. And then The Rock is going to put the belt on the winner as well. I mean, the little cherry on top. So, um, yo, this card is insane. With so many awesome performances. You know, with like, just... Man, there was so many, like, when you look at the stoppages, there was just some crazy knockouts. So, um, Rosa Vic, uh, he gets a crazy knockout in his fight against Orlowski. Edmund Shabazian, head kick. <laughs> You're in Corey Anderson. Awesome performance. Kevin Lee put it down, and then the main event, the main event was something else, people, this is probably Jorge Masaval's most, ah, just spot on performances, he was so good, just putting everything together, you know, punches, kicks, takedown, ground and pound, like, he, it was probably the most complete performances, most complete performances, and he put it on Diaz, it was so good, like, the only, probably the only um, downside of this shit was that it, the fight got stopped on a car. Fight got stopped on a car, but the work Masterval put in was insane. It was really insane. And Diaz, you know, he might have lost. He did not lose any stock. Definitely did not lose any stock here because um, it was just one hell of a performance. You know what I mean, so this it was just fantastic all all way round. And, um, yeah, for that full breakdown, people, check out Chin Check, because we've got that, UFC 244, we've also got the last Invicta card of the year, Invicta 38, ah, it's a good, yeah, good episode, so, um, yeah, for all the fight breakdowns, go check out Chin Check, people, not gonna be disappointed. <laughs> So this week I was looking for um something light-hearted, something fun, <laughs> something to um laugh at. 
And um, so I'd heard about a new show from uh, Ashling Bay um, and Sharon Horrigan. So I thought, you know what? Let me check that out. So this week I watched This Way Up. Which, as mentioned, so it's written by Ashlyn Bay, um, directed by Alex Winchler, and it's um, produced by um, Ashlyn Bay and Sharon Horrigan. It is starring a whole host of fun people. So Ashlyn Bay is Anya, Sharon Horrigan is her sister, Shonya. Um, then there's Kadif Kiwan, um, Asif Mandiv, Indra Varma, Dorian Grover, uh, Tobias Menzies. Just yeah, some some fun people, some good actors and actresses. And the gist of the show is this: it's a Sharp and poignant new six-part comedy series about the social, mental and personal obstacles that just get in the way of happiness. Asling Bay plays Anya, a woman trying to pull her life back together after a teeny little nervous breakdown. As her fretful sister, Shonya, Played by Horrigan Worries not only about her sibling But also about her own life choices And um Yeah It's a weird show It's a really weird friggin show Like It is not (laughs) It is definitely Not The comedy I was Thinking of Now That's not to say there aren't some laugh moments in it But, yes, it is not a comedy I would not call it a comedy Now, what it was, was um, was something at first that I was a bit like Not sure I like it Not sure I like this Mainly because, god damn it, it really does kind of Pinpoint those awkward fucking things in life that kind of get on you. You know what I mean? Like just, just weigh you down when all you want to do is is be happy, is um, be I don't know, just content with life and everything like that. But there's just these things that kind of give you doubt and just kind of get into your mind and just keep on persevering and driving you fucking insane and yeah so I think it's like you see that and it makes you a little uncomfortable you know it's just like yeah I feel I understand I understand how that feels Uh, do I want a reminder of this shit I don't know but it is, it's a, it's a really, it's a well-written program, you know, I didn't, like, to be honest, I did enjoy it, I did enjoy it, and I think it's because of the honesty of it all, you know, like, those weird interactions that you have, and, you know, just as I said, all the uncomfortable situations and, you know what I mean, just trying to do certain things to get through, to survive, to be, you know, feel something. Because we, we have Anya and she's, um, you know, like she had a little breakdown and she's then just trying to get back into things. But. Obviously, you don't want everyone to know that you had a fucking breakdown So we we have this You know, then it's like her sister is constantly checking up on her You know, using I'm imagining it's like, find my phone I don't know I'm, I'm sure other phones other than Apple have stuff where you can track people and all of that shit 
But she's basically using that, the phones to track her system, make sure that she's, you know, safe. And it's just like, why is she walking through a park at one in the morning and shit like that? You know what I mean? It's stuff like that, which makes sense. You know what I mean? You completely understand that. And, um, yeah, she's feeling a bit uncomfortable in where she's living because her housemate has a girlfriend and they're always fucking and just together so she feels like a third wheel and it's just trying to you know what I mean survive at work she she's getting on with the students so in one respect it looks like she is all good then it's just trying to converse with a boss and work things out but it's just like that gets a bit awkward which you can fully understand you know what I mean? and it's just like her sister gets a you know Meets uh, a friend uh, Someone that she's starting a business with So it's uh, now she's feeling a bit left out Because it's like Wait, she's my friend She's my sister Why the fuck is she now Out with this other person and it's just like Yo, what, what the fuck is going on here Yo, so we have all of this All of this But then other shit in the background You know, which is her just, as I said, look, it's trying to feel something Because sometimes you just feel numb, right? You just be like, uh, everyone else is happy How can I connect? How can I feel like everyone else? So it's the little things that you do to try and have that emotion Which aren't always the most sensible things to do, right? And so we see all of that which is good, which is fun, which is great The family interactions that aren't always the best But there is a fun moment um, with the Cranberries zombie song uh, Yeah, so you, you have to watch it for that alone Because that's just... <laughs> that's kind of hysterical uh, I have to say though, I have to say I... Cannot stand when people, when adults refer to their parents as mummy or daddy. I just, it bugs me. It really bugs me. I honestly don't know why. I don't know why it irritates me so much, but god damn it, it really does. I kind of think, alright, I can I can just about let a little kid do it, right? But there's a cut-off age, it's a cut-off age when you should be just saying mum or dad You know, mum or dad Not mummy That's just, ugh Mother and father is a weird one as well But that doesn't irk me as much as mummy or daddy But anyway, it's a bit of a side note But, you know, it, it does have some connection to this But yeah, so we're seeing all of this stuff and it's just interesting, it's fun It's like, not fun as, as I said And it's not fun as laugh out loud funny But it's just funny Because it's just the, the way you sometimes stumble through life I mean, the way you're trying to make shit work Isn't always working Like, feeling you're misconstruing a situation Like, does this person like me? I think they do Oh fuck, did I misread that? Did I miss the signals? What is going on? You know what I mean? So it's just all of this But then there's these lovely little moments Like um, with Etienne uh, a, a boy who um, Anya is like uh, tutoring and, you know, she teaches English as a second language And, you know, it's the way she's interacting with the students and, um, you know, I mean, just, yeah, it, 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 you know, I don't want to say everything, but yeah, she uses different ways to connect and teach them, and that's very fun. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of this stuff. And then if that's not enough, on top of all of this, so then there's situations with, as I said, like her flatmate, who's played by um, Kadif Kiwan, um, Bradley, and he's... Kind of relationship situations But then the way he connects with Anya as well That's great, I love that, that is, You know what I mean, it's all, it's nice 
just some of the um I think the camaraderie, the the interactions between him, Bradley, his sister and his friend, um like uh yeah, James. He's played by Equa Quarte. Um yeah, it was just a great that was a great episode. You know what I mean? And then we see the ramifications of that go through and it was just a nice moment and it's like re- all relatable. Do you know what I mean? Like we've all I feel I wouldn't say we've all been there, but I think we can all relate with like how these things play out. Then you've got um Horrigan's character, her sister Shonya. Um Yeah. That that's a crazy load of shit in itself. All of that. I think um like her friend, her bit new friend, her business partner, Charlotte, played by um the lovely Indira Varna Varma. You know what I mean? Ooh. Yo, she's in numerous shit. Like she was in Luther, Game of Thrones, always very good. Always very good. I would say that there's there's an element that I feel was pretty obvious. You know what I mean? Like from the giddy up, you knew that that was that a certain thing was gonna happen. But even though I knew it was going to happen, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind the way it all played out, you know? But yeah, then it's um Shonya's relationship with her boyfriend Vish, uh played by um Azif Mand- Mandvi, um, which is also another great situation, hey, because it's not just this typical lovey-dovey bullshit, it just feels very natural, very honest, and that's the big thing about this show, it does feel very honest, you know, and I think that's the thing, it's just like, it's the honesty that makes you a little uncomfortable, you know what I mean? It's that, it's a bit raw You know what I mean, it really kind of hits you uh, But it's also that that makes it so compelling and interesting You know what I mean, like these aren't It's six episodes They're not long ass episodes either Which is always like the big thing about um Kind of UK TV right? Especially with these little programs Because they're not like They don't drag you know, like the good shit, it doesn't drag, it's very um, concise, you know, very, like, yeah, it's nice, it's compact, and it keeps you wanting more, so they're roughly about, I don't know, 24, 26 minutes an episode, which is great, so yeah, you can whiz through this shit, it's just fun, you know what I mean, I think, yeah, it, it, I, if you are a fan of um, catastrophe, you know, if you're a fan of that, feel you will really like this. You know, I, I think it will. Uh, yeah, I think it will resonate. There's, there's just all these moments, um, like Chris Gear who plays Freddy. Anya's ex-boyfriend Just that whole situation You understand that But it's not just as as Like horrible as It could have been There's, there's like this moment in it That's just yeah It's just like okay yeah that's cool That's nice But um yeah look this, this it's, a, it's, a, it's a good show So I very much enjoyed it I would definitely recommend it Um yeah, I, I think if you're a fan of Horrigan's, just the stuff that she's done, like pulling, catastrophe, you would like this. It's not, you know, like none of the shows are identical, but they all have a certain, they all have a certain kind of thing about them that kind of resonates with you. And this, you know, Although uh, Horrigan didn't write it, like Ashlyn Bay, you know, she's another talented actress, creative, you know what I mean? 
And um, yeah, she delivers with this. So yeah, if you want something interesting to watch, just a little raw, a little gritty, but can will make you smile and just feel. I very much recommend checking this way up. So I think. Um, I know it's available on Channel 4. I think it's available on Amazon as well. So, yeah, check it out if you can, people. Okay, so this week's book is Bright Steel by Miles Cameron. It is the third and last part of the Masters and Mages trilogy and narrated by Mark Meadows. Um. So, the gist of this book is this. Every war comes down to the flash of bright steel. Even when the air is full of magic. Arantha and his friends have come together across different continents and realms with one purpose. To strike back against the forces which have torn a hole in the heavens and threatened to tear the world beneath them apart as well. With time running short and treason at home. There are battles to be fought on the field. In the magical arena and in the ever deadly realm of politics. And they cannot fail anywhere or everywhere will fall. Victory will require enemies to trust one another, old foes to fight together, spies to reveal the truth, and steadfast ally allies to portray long corrupt rulers. As Arantha and 20, a 20 year old student, really the master strategist to bring it all together, and can he and his friends build enough trust to overcome eons of lies when their plans inevitably fall to pieces do they even know for sure who the enemy is so yes this is the last part of an epic story that started with cold iron you know then we had dark forge and now bright steel um this is a decent book. I have to say, look, I like the way the stories immediately follow on. You know, there's no, you know, four months later or anything like that. It, it basically picks up from the, the, you know, what happened last time around. And we also get, like, a lot of repercussions you know, so it's not just a, a, a war can be fought and then, you know, everyone's pretty much fine. There's the consequences and everything like that. Um, I would probably say with this book that um, because we get a lot of things tied up early. So then... The book kind of there's a there's some there's the traveling and the other parts and the you know then the new plans and the stuff like that, which is fine. There does seem to be a few um like MacGuffins and you know like little things that come up just in a certain amount of time and things like that that are a bit like eh. I mean. That's a bit of an easier out of that situation. Like, I guess nothing too crazy, you know what I mean? But yeah, there's there's probably a few more of those. And, like, certain people just turn up, you know? And it's just like, oh, and now you're this. Oh, you know what I mean? And it's just a bit like, mm, that was a little bit convenient, I feel. But, yes, the story does move along at a pace. Um, you know, and I think there's the, the, the constant kind of analysis. Um, not analysis, actually. It, it Just the kind of um, looking at what makes a person, I guess. You know, we, we got that narrative 
going through this um, with Aramphra and his wife, I get. You know, with that whole situation, um, some people saying she's a monster, you know what I mean? And, and it's just like, yo, but, you know, is she a monster if she's been helping us? Putting, you know, all she wants at risk and all of this. So we have this. I would say the whole baby thing might be a little bit creepy. Um, as the escape route might be a little bit creepy. Um, but yeah, I, 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 a lot of things for the most part do get tied up. Um, the battle in the courtyard is good. Enjoyed that. I would say though the like the end. Um, yeah, the end was a little bit frustrating for me. You know what I mean? Like, oh no, to really win, everyone has to, and it's just a bit like. Oh no, because you've done all of this stuff. So everyone went through all of that. When essentially that didn't need to be done. You know what I mean? It, it just like put on some music and we're good. You know what I mean? That that would have it, it's just like you just needed a good sound system. That that's, that's kind of like the essential thing at the very end. It was just like, oh, if we had some good tunes at the beginning, we didn't have to do all this crazy. Which does, I, I just think it was a bit of a fizzle. You know what I mean? Like, instead of it ending at the, in this big kind of way, or, or, or just with a bit more substance behind it. More of an impact It was just a bit like uh, Which I did think was a bit of a shame I mean there was definitely the potential For new stories coming out of this You know universe and everything like that So it is open You did feel that You know although it's ended There is still more So you know, whether that be a, a new trilogy, uh, some standalone books, some novellas, or you know what I mean? There does seem to be more stories waiting to be told, which, you know, that it's, it's not a bad thing. I wouldn't say it's a bad thing. Um, but I would probably, you know, I, I probably think that out of this trilogy and um, the last books, you know, the Traitor Sun cycle, I think that was a more fulfilling story, you know, with just a better overall, um, I, I just think, run through, you know, with all the books. Because that one, even though that one was longer, being five books, I think the story kind of has a better resonance than this one. Though not saying this one is bad. You know, I think just the other lot had a bit more consistency. Like, you know, Cold Iron and Dark Forge, I did very much enjoy those. This is, you know, Bright Steel is probably the weaker of the three books. But, it's still a decent story. So, you know what I mean? It's definitely worth listening to, just to end the trilogy. But it's also worth checking out for the story itself. But, yeah, I, I do think it's probably the um the weakest link out of the three books but yeah if if you enjoyed the other two you yeah you kind of have to pick this up and it is worth picking it up just just to see how it all comes together so um yeah you know 
it is what it is. But yeah, that so that's Bright Steel by Miles Cameron, uh, narrated by Mark Meadows, and it's book three, the last part of the trilogy, The Masters and Mages. Okay, people, so, um, yeah, we are basically at the end of another episode, um, just one little interesting thing that I saw, um, because, yeah, I am very much looking forward to it, so, um, yeah, Netflix have, um, adapted, uh, Adrid, I forget his name, like, my man that wrote the Witcher novels, and which turned into the PC computer games and all of that. So we are getting the Witcher series hit Netflix, I believe, um, on the 20th of December, which is awesome. Henry Cavall is going to be playing Gerard of Rivia. Um, rest of the cast is a good cast, man. A load of good actors and actresses are up on this series. So, um, yeah, it's fun. It sounded like it could be a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, the, um, Lauren Hishrich, who is the showrunner, recently, um, did an interview. And, uh, yeah, so essentially... The idea is um, to have seven seasons. You know, they're, they're looking to do seven seasons of this, which is which is pretty awesome. So she said in um, SF, SFX magazine, I've mapped out stories for seven seasons. Right now, it's just about how do you set up stories that really capture audiences for years at a time. The worst thing we could do is put all of our energies just into season one and not be thinking about where these characters can grow. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's pretty promising. So it's eight episodes in season one. Um, you know, I, I, I think that's a good number. Because we've seen before, like, I think if it goes too long, it can start, things start getting a bit flabby and stuff like that. But I think eight episodes is a good number. Um, and yeah, hopefully it's successful and popular. Because, you know, sometimes shit on Netflix doesn't make it past three seasons. But uh, yeah, I mean, if there, I feel if there is a audience, if there is a first for it, who knows what's going to happen, right? But yeah, looking forward to that. But people, that is it for another episode. Um, yeah, we'll be back next week, dropping more stories and interesting shit. So catch you then. Peace.